This episode of the Buffalonian Podcast is brought to you by the Buffalonian Division of the Cast Source Podcast Network, a podcast network built by Buffalonians for Buffalonians, featuring the shows such as the Goatheads Podcast and the Buffalonian Podcast. We cover Bills, Sabres, and more, with more shows on the way very soon. And the Cast Source Podcast Network covers many genres, including sports, business, mental health, marketing, and entertainment. Featuring the podcast shows such as Sports Bring People Together, Limitless, Saviors of the Metaverse, and The Athletic Mindset. Learn more at castsource.com slash podcast. And without further ado, let's get into the Bills, Sabres, Hot Takes, Trivia, and more of the Buffalonian Podcast. All right, let's go. We are back with the Buffalo Deer. It's for Kiko. Dom, two days ago, he hit the big number 21. Let that fade out. Thanks, guys. I just wanted to embarrass him truly because I I, I don't know how I don't know how uncomfortable that would make him. I wanted to see, but you know, I had to pick the goofy happy birthday. But we're back on this Wednesday, May 17th, 2023. With the Buffalonian podcast, I'm Joe Kelly, and as always, I'm joined by Dom Loss and Mike Marino. And we have not. When was the last ep- we released on Friday? But we really it was on a Wednesday, as as we found out at the end of that one. But let's let's get right into it here. We got we got some Bills, Sabers, Bills to catch up on, Sabers to catch up on, and of course, the usual hot takes, trivia, and more coming later in the week. But the Bills before we get into the schedule. They've made a couple of signings. Dom, I'll let the birthday boy take it away on this one. Oh, Happy man. birthday. <laughs> well, they signed Shane Ray. They just signed Shane Ray, about, uh, you know, a running back from UCF. Uh, they're just shiny people because they have 90 slots open for the training camp. Um, Isaiah Bowser's his name. I thought. I, I, and then they signed the linebacker, Traven Howard, I believe. I don't know if they're at 90 yet. I think they're at 89, so they could sign one more person. Um, so hopefully maybe that's a veteran edge rusher. But, uh, yeah, we, we did sign a veteran edge rusher in Shane Ray, so I guess that kind of counts. Yeah. These guys former are first round pick. Former teammate of Von Miller's in Denver. So uh, just more training camp bodies. Maybe these guys can find a way onto the practice squad or give them a look where they can potentially make another practice squad or another 53-man roster. So. Not really notable, but more just uh, something to look at. And who knows? Maybe they find a way to maximize these guys' talents in a couple. Maybe, you know, Bowser's a rookie. Maybe in a couple years, he might be on the 53 man roster after being on the practice squad. Yeah. Killer last name. I mean, kind of strikes fear into the hearts of your opponents, you know, but. What do you guys? Hard. We we haven't gone through the schedule in its in its entirety yet. So let me let me get that up. We'll run through it in its entirety because it just hasn't happened yet. We haven't had an episode since the schedule came out. So you know, finals week, all that kind of stuff. Schedule and the preseason games were just released yesterday, were they not? Or two days ago? Sometime. Yeah. Alrighty. So let's kick it off. Oh. 
hang on. I'll 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 air that in a minute. Hang on. So <laughs> preseason game. Colts Bills August 12th. Bills Steelers August 19th. Bills Bears August 26th. Let's see little little Justin Fields action. Maybe the game before the regular season starts. I don't know. Then September 11th, 2023, in New York, 8:15 p.m. Prime time. We have Bills versus a rod in the the jets i almost i want to say the packers every time because they basically created a a mock packers team over there but i actually i'll i'll be at that game which is which will be cool you know but it's just to see Aaron Rodgers play in a jets uniform good it's gonna be a good game either way you know it and then we got bills raiders probably not as good of a game but whatever september 17th one of the couple one o'clock games we have. If you don't like one o'clock games, this is the season for you. That's all I'm saying. A lot of them are at 425 or primetime. Then September 24th, one o'clock in Washington, I believe, Bills Commanders. Then October 1st, 23, the Dolphins play the Bills at home. They reversed it, so the weather is not a factor for either game, quote-unquote. Then we go to Tottenham at 9.30 a.m., October 8th, 2023. Bills play the Jaguars. Is that a Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Sunday. Okay. Then right back at it. No bye week after like we originally thought could happen. We go to the Giants. 8.15 or 8.20 p.m. on October 15th. Um, Primetime home game. Dable's back in the stadium. So that'll be that'll be a good game. Then we got Bills Patriots. October 22nd at 1 o'clock. Buccaneers. Then on October 26th. Another primetime game. Then Bills Bengals the week after November 5th. Another primetime game, 820. Then they stuck Russell Wilson on primetime yet again against the Buffalo Bills. So November 13th, 2023, another primetime, 815 p.m. So that's three primetime games in a row. And then the Bills Jets at in Buffalo, the second matchup, November 19th, is at 425. So I mean, as if you're picking up a pattern here where there's only one more one o'clock game from here to the end of the schedule. Well, possibly we do have a TBD, but we don't know. So then we have the defending NFC champs, Bills Eagles, November 26, 23, 425. Bills Chiefs, unfortunately, yet again at Arrowhead. They will never come to this city, I guess. I, I don't know what's going on there. 425 p.m. December 10th. Then we play Jerry Jones and them Cowboys. December 17th, 2023, 4.25 p.m., so another later game. And we get to face off against Brandon Staley this season, which I'm personally looking forward to since my brother's a Chargers fan. But Bills Chargers, December 23rd, 2023, another 8 o'clock p.m. game. So, again, like I said, if you don't like 1 o'clock games, this is the season for you. So then the final home game, I believe, of the season is December 20, December 31st, 2023, against the New England Patriots. And then the final game, and that's at 1 o'clock. It's the final game, final home game. Then the final game of the season, Bills-Dolphins, January 7th, 2024, to be determined. That I could see being definitely, if both teams are in good standing, and like the playoffs could definitely be a prime time game. So, which is... There's a probability of that, a pretty decent probability of that. So, I mean, that's, I guess, a rundown of the 2023 schedule. But, I mean, what do you, what are your, just as the schedule came out, I know we didn't really like talk for a little bit just with school and whatnot. 
what are the what are the general thoughts here of this schedule difficulty wise whatnot just kind of like you know i mean we'll get into it in a minute but games they they absolutely just hammer they win or you know interesting game that kind of thing let's just let's chit chat about it let's rumble about it for a little bit whoever whoever wants to take it right away (laughs) okay well um i'll i'll start so you know i think it's going to be a tough schedule it's going to be you know to show that we're really like one of those top teams um I know, like you said, like there's not many one o'clock games at, on the schedule this year, especially at home. So it's kind of like we're must watch TV here. Like, you know, people mm-hmm. want to watch the Bills. Um, Obviously, with every schedule, there's a few games that like they should be win. So like, I feel like Vegas should be a win, like Washington, like, you know, Tampa Bay, games like that. You think McDermott's going to stick it to Rivera? I hope so. Like, I don't, <laughs> I, they're going to start what, Sam Howell? So like, yeah. And like really, but I don't know. There's gonna be some tough games on there. Like obviously, we play the Chiefs and Arrowhead again. Uh, the Jets will be tough this year. Dolphins will be tough. Um, you know, playing Philly, the defending NFC champs. You know, it's gonna be gonna be interesting. Like a Brian Dable revenge game. Mm-hmm. You know, it, Cincinnati obviously, but I think I think our schedule is spaced out. I do like how the bye is not after a London game. I like how it's now week 13 instead of. Week yeah. six, so that it's we good, don't have such a good spot buy. to that. Yeah, I mean, there might be. I think the um, the positives that that game after London is a night game, so that kind of helped. I think it would be different if it was like going to be a one o'clock game or something. Um, but no, I think our schedule's uh, spaced out kind of good because you know we have a tough game. I'd say at the Jets week one, and then you have the the Raiders and Commanders, and then Miami. Then you have a tough stretch with like Miami, Jacksonville, Giants. But then you have another break with like New England, Tampa before Cincinnati. And then yeah. another kind of break with Denver. And then you have the Jets again in Philly. And then that bye week right before you had to go play KC. So I think I think the schedule's um it's hard. I would say it's tough. But like the past few years, all of our schedules have been tough. And I think it's spaced nice to where it's not like one stretch of the year is gonna be super easy and another stretch is gonna be super hard. I think it's I think it's balanced well. Mm. I guess you kind of disagree with that. I, th- I think it's split. I think, I think the schedule turns after the Denver game. I think the Denver game, you go home Jets at Eagles by at Chiefs home Dallas at Chargers home Patriots at Miami. I think that like do quick math in my head seven games. So I think the first ten games of the schedule are aren't too bad. I think going on the road to Cincinnati is a tough game, and then you know. Jets and Dolphins may be tough, and then we'll see with Jacksonville. I, I think the first half is a very gettable schedule. I think the back half is difficult, but it's a, it's uh, they're also like really only two teams that should be pretty much better than the Bills, and the Chiefs and the Eagles are close to them, and then they should be able to beat the rest of the teams. But knowing how close they are to the Bills, it probably won't you know be that. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting again. Late by this year is first time in a while. I feel like they've had a really late by, first time ending the season in Miami since 2017 when they clinched the playoffs for the first time in the de- in century. First time playing the Jets on the home open. Well, I shouldn't say home opener, but opening game a couple of years because they played the Steelers and then the Rams last year. And mm-hmm. I just say like a couple of things just to note is that like 
they don't play a lot of one o'clock home games. And I gotta say, having the Raiders as a home opener sucks. It's a terrible home <laughs> opener. Yeah. I mean, like out of anyone that could be the home opener, like you pick I mean you I just think Jimmy that, G. That's a bad home opener. I don't understand how two so they have six primetime games, I think was their official count. I don't mm-hmm. understand how two of those primetime games are Monday night football against Denver and Thursday night football against Tampa. The only reason I could see them is because Thursday night football, Baker versus Josh, potentially the battle of 2018 quarterbacks. And then Monday night football, I think they're just going to milk the absolute crap out of Von Miller. Oh, yeah. Former team for the first time. But my most interesting note to say is Josh Allen has the opportunity to pick up his first career win versus two teams. Can anyone name the two teams that he has potential to pick up his first career win in? Um, I think is Cincinnati. One... Yeah. No. No. When did when did we beat Cincinnati? Hang on a second here. Did we Dawson play the Giants? over. Oh uh, yeah. Hmm. Did we okay. play the Chargers with him? With with Allen? Is that one? Twenty twenty. Yeah, they beat her Raiders with year. It's right. Okay, but they gave the Hail Mary at the end of the game, and the QB sneaked for a reason. No. Yes. No yes. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that now. Okay. Let's Mike, see. let's put our heads together on this. There are Who two have... teams. That Josh has not beat. I have a hint, but I will keep the hint to myself. That he's okay. not beat. I feel like one years. of them's. I yeah, I was gonna say one of them's gotta be Tampa. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, it's gotta be another NFC South team. It has to be because we haven't. When last we played NFC South in twenty nineteen, so Josh's first year was there a stretch when he was hurt, or the, okay, so it's gotta be one of those teams. Um. Trying to think. Okay. 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 I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. Wait, Sean we don't McDermott. play the NFC South. Not mine. Never mind. Sean McDermott has not beaten this team either. Because he beat Tampa in 2017. That was been my hit. Okay. Okay. Let's here. see. Okay. Okay. Cancel out. Okay. We've beaten everyone in our division. We've beaten yeah. Dallas. Yeah. Beaten Kansas City. Hang on. I have an idea. I have a thought. Beaten the Giants. Technically, the Commanders Denver. are a new team because they're not the Washington name redacted anymore. Oh, screw that. Crap. Is it Philly? Is it Philly? Ding, 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 ding. Yep. Hey. Josh Allen lost Tampa in 2021 in that oh, overtime Tom Brady. And Harper, yeah, he carried that team back to the overtime. Yeah. Got turf toe carrying that team on his back. And That's what he did. In 2019, they lost at home to Philadelphia in that, like, ru- ru- that rainy game. That's a very forgettable game yeah but yes and then mcdermott also has not beaten philly he did beat mcdermott also already has beaten tampa because that happened in 2017 i think i was at that game so yes that was a, that was my fun fact thanks for playing wow. oh wait who i'm trying to remember wait so josh has beaten 29 other teams i don't know if it's that i don't know if that's the number it's just okay, on the schedule. Those now, two I two like, now I feel like we had to count them out. He's beaten everyone in the AFC East. Okay. He beat Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Cincinnati. Because he didn't, he had, I don't think he had beaten Cleveland until last year. That was a team that he hadn't beaten. The South, he's beaten Tennessee, Jacksonville, Houston. I don't think he's beaten Indianapolis. Hey, Josh Allen's against every NFL team. Are we counting playoffs? Oh, I didn't think of that. I don't know because he beat the Colts in the playoffs. We've not beaten the Cardinals. Josh is not. Yeah. Hal, Hal Murray. Mm-hmm. 
They've not met again since then. He's beaten the Falcons one time. Don't worry, we won't play Kyler Murray again. We'll play Caleb Williams. He's not beaten the Buffalo Bills. He has no regular season record against them. No, he hasn't beaten the, no. So the two teams in the NFC that he could because he, I think the only team left in the NFC is the Cardinals. I think the only team left. He hasn't beaten the Colts in the regular season. He has in the playoffs. Mm. Technically, the Colts, which they yeah, play Eagles, they play next year. Yes. Ooh, Anthony yeah. Richardson versus Josh Allen. The two bionic men. That could be a very interesting game if Richardson pans out. Yeah, but. so that game, yeah. So that game. Yeah. So that that's the yeah, he has he got Cleveland off the hook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Really so, want really kind of zero AFC teams. I don't know. I don't obviously kind of not counting the Bills, but he tended to be in the Colts, I guess. He'll you know. never beat the Bills. I that that went over both of your heads about three minutes ago when I when I said it. I mean, I <laughs> was like, he's got no record against the Buffalo Bills. He'll never but beat the Bills. He'll the never Bills, lose to the Bills because he'll never leave the Bills. I hope he plays his entire career here, and that's a it could be a possibility if he's still cooking, you know. But we'll see. Yeah. All right. So what are what's the most interesting game on the schedule for you fellas? Looking at it right now, I would say if I was looking at it. It's, I just want to. I, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to cut you off because I just just came across my mind. It made me salty. Okay. I was watching Get Up yesterday, oh. and Ryan Clark. What's that? How many of you watch that show? Eh, it's entertaining sometimes. They usually talk about the same things. They talk about Aaron Rodgers. They talk about LeBron, and that's pretty much it. But anyway, there. Ryan Clark was giving his top five AFC teams. You know where the Bills are ranked. Hmm. Not unranked. No. You know it's like Emmanuel Acho. He gave up five, top his five rankings, and the Bills weren't in it. His rankings were the Chiefs, the Ravens at two, the mm-hmm. Bengals, the Jets, and the Bills. OBJ all of a sudden bumped the Raiders up to like top tier status. Ravens? Yeah. I can't wait for them to Let's be see. like a 500 football team. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, don't even get me started. Oh, sorry. I, 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 just, I, I just came across my mind and then. No, no, I, it's frustrating because it's like I don't know how you put the Ravens over. Whatever. We gotta get, we gotta, we gotta, in the, maybe in a little bit. We gotta do our top five quarterbacks, top five quarterbacks in the NFC. Top, that 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 list that we did last year. Oh, yeah, that'd be that'd be good. That'd All I'm good. saying, I was right on the Derek Carr being better than Russell Wilson. You were, you what? were, not you were. not by much because Derek Carr wasn't that good, but. Yeah, Jared Stidham. Anyway, back played. back to what the game I'm looking forward to this year. It's going to be a Cincinnati game because they can they absolutely whooped us in that playoff game. Like, there's no doubt about it. They just outplayed us and everything. I think we're going to want a little bit of revenge for them coming into our house and just pretty much beating us. Yeah, I I think that's definitely one of the more interesting games. I I like the look of if the Eagles or looking at how they did last season, right? And they look like the defending NFC champions that played in the Super Bowl and really put up a fight against the Chiefs. That'll be a good game. I'm That one, I think, is very interesting to see how the Bills stack up against the top of the NFC. I, th- hmm. I think that one's my most interesting. I don't know. I, I'm going to cheat and say two just because, not because of the matchup, but playing in London and having that game be at 930 and be done by like noon. I think that's going to oh. be like a really bizarre kind of feeling of just sitting on my couch watching Red Zone after the Bills game's over. Yeah. 
kind of mood I am if they want to lose. Like we've had that experience of Sunday night football of like having the whole day of football, then the Bills game would be interesting, the opposite effect of having Bills game done all day of football. But mm-hmm. we're talking matchup, I mean it's the Chiefs. I mean, it's also because there's a bye right before it. So there's really gonna be two weeks of CBS and uh, every program, you know, hyping up, especially if they come in into Philadelphia and win the week before. Yeah. Like, well, they're on CBS primetime, right? They're at the four, they're four twenty. Yeah, they have spot. a lot. Of, they have a lot of those. Like, and what Fox is it going to take for the Bills to get a home game against the Chiefs? They, so, uh, yeah. if, they, if they if they both win their divisions next year, they play in Buffalo. I'm sorry, I, I shouldn't say they both win their divisions. If they both finish in the same places in their respective divisions. Because it seems like we always play the Chiefs in Kansas City. We always played the Titans in Tennessee. It was like, well, it, was like the it was like the Steelers. The Steelers for three straight years came to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just because, weird. Well, it's 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 because uh, it's how they do the division. Like in twenty, it was the a- they played the AFC, but Kansas City was here, but it was COVID. Twenty one was the first place game. Twenty two was the first place game. This year is they're playing the AFC West, but you flip from home to away. And now next year is first place, first place. I think it's three straight in Buffalo. If obviously they win their divisions, well, we or will. So it's all right. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh. Already a prediction there. All right. So now Jets go nine and eight, calling it now. <laughs> I would love to see it. Trust me. I really would. After all the hype they're getting and whatnot, they're doing the, the slow edits to fake AI Drake on, t- on their TikTok account right now with Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball. I'm the like, TikToks? okay. Yeah. The TikToks. But what game can you look at the schedule right now and be like, okay, that's a win. And don't cop out and say the commanders or anything like that. Like let, let, let's pick a let's pick a decent game and say they can win or something. But I mean oh, it's a home opener. All right. All right. I, I guess. Yeah. So I, don't think cool. gonna, I don't think they're gonna lose their home. If if we if if, if, I, if I I'm just saying I don't think they're gonna lose their home opener at the Raiders. Sorry. It's a bold take. The Raiders, the Raiders are looking pretty good this season. Yeah, Jimmy G. You know what? I'll be super bold. You know what? You know what game they're gonna win? Hmm. They're gonna win the Brian Dable revenge game. That's what. Yeah, that was a that was a contender. That I mean, Brian, matchup, the Giants are not gonna be as good as they were last year. Listen, listen, they're matching up against forty million dollar quarterbacks. What a battle! Yeah. What a battle! Danny Eight Dollars times. and Josh Allen. $40 million dollars less than Josh Allen. Yeah, Jeez. NFL for you. I can guarantee a blowout win against the Cowboys December 17th. That's that's what I can guarantee. If, like if Daniel like Jones makes 40 million dollars, Joe Burrow's about to make like 60. So think look at Herbert. But he yeah. said he's like, you know, I'm looking at my my teammates and their big paydays too. He doesn't want to probably lose Jamar. Wow, you really don't like uh, Joe Burrow, huh? You're anti-Burrow. Now he's headband Joe. Do you see did you see that video? CBS is posting this stuff now. CBS like, come on, let, let, what's going on here? Let, let's move come on. on. Yeah, we have, we have, we have, we have this, he, if he never transferred to LSU, like, that's right. Okay, I got you know, sidebar, quick sidebar. I really <laughs> hate when, when people, when college players in any sport transfer to different schools and the other school that they were originally in, like, own, like, calls them their own. No, bro, he left. Like, Everyone's saying, oh, how I stick quarterbacks, like with CJ Stroud and Justin Fields. And it's like, oh, no, we have to add in uh, Joe Burrow. I was like, do you think Georgia's adding in Justin Fields because he transferred from Georgia? No. Like, Tyler Murray, Texas A&M. Yeah. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Baker got- Mayfield, Texas Tech. Yeah. Like, this is what I, this is what <laughs> I hate about. It's like, like, dude, they Josh Allen's like, community college. 
Yeah, you yeah, reading or whatever. Yeah, you can't own them. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that, the community college is a little different. Community college is a tad bit different. I'll give that one a slight pass because that that's no, different. I agree. I agree. Once you transfer, one, yeah, like, that's one. But like, I hate when I just hate when they're like, oh no, you gotta think of Joe Burrow still has like no. And Newton, Florida. Yeah, Joe, Joe Burrow when he does his player intro for CBS for uh, NBC doesn't go Joe Burrow. LSU and Ohio State. No, it just goes LSU. Like, no, you don't get to own players after they transfer. There's a reason why they left your school. Yeah. And you're right. He wouldn't have. He wouldn't have done right. that. Even after his first year in LSU, he would have been a six round. He would have been a day three pick. So no, you don't get to own players once they transfer. It's a big Damn. gripe I have. Joe Shiesty. Sorry, a little side. Well, getting feisty. Grape as it may be. What's a game you can predict an L? The Bills are taking an L. Is there one? Are they going 17-0 is the real question. Is there a game that you can pick mm. that they lose? I don't – I got to take a minute. Look I think it. they'll lose one to Miami. You think? Yeah. I think they'll lose in Miami. Mm. The last game of the season they lose? I could see it honestly. Can't go out like that. Can't go out. I cannot support. They're I, going, I respect going, the decision, but I cannot support. I feel like it's I feel not like one I'm, that I'm guaranteeing. I could just see them losing. Here's the thing. See, I gotta say, I kind of like. I really, I don't, I don't know. I really like the first half of the Bills' schedule. Yeah. Well, here's the I, thing: the Bills have a track record of losing. A really poor game to a really poor team at some point in the season, right? Really? Name the team last year. Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, two years ago. Jacksonville Jaguars, 9-3. to three, One of the worst teams in the league coached by nine Urban Meyer. You blew that game. 9-6. to six, Whatever. So, I, 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 will say I think the out. commanders blow us out. I think Ron last year, Last year, the Bills had wins <laughs> in games. Say that again? What team did you say? I said, I think the commanders blow us out. Like I but said, it was more. I joke. think last year we didn't have that bad loss. We just had bad wins. Yeah. No. Like yeah. The Cleveland win. Ugly win. This is like a bad win. This is an ugly win. I mean, yeah. Whatever. We played whatever. In whatever synonym you want to use. Hey, for like that. my boy Nicole Jokic said last night. Doesn't matter if you win by one or twenty. A win is a win. Wait, your 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 boy's Jokic. I thought you were LeBron lover. <laughs> I'm not gonna say the word, but no. I I mean I like LeBron. I like Jokic. I don't know. I mean, Miami. what happens if Broncos country actually rides and like no, no problem? No, they're gonna, you know? they, 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 the, the game. I'm pretty confident. They send Ben DiNucci. <laughs> Did you hear what Sean Payton said about him? Should look for a job at a McDonald's or something. He said. <laughs> oh, no, he said you should look at the green job at Walmart because the Walmart green. owners own Broncos, so that's why. Oh, oh! I thought he was straight up telling him, like, dude saw you, and you should just look out no, for no. look out for week, week twelve. They're gonna lose in Philadelphia. Josh, think? Josh is only going to be able to get that one off in the Super Bowl. I just, I, they're a week before the bye. They would have, they would have played twelve games. I think they would be pretty tired. In Philadelphia, is a tough place to play. Philadelphia is a very physical football team. Maybe not the best overall. We'll see if the, if the moves the Bills made if they improve on the line of scrimmage. But there's a real chance that Philadelphia kind of just bullies them out off out of the, you know. The link. So I would say if the most likely losses, I would say in Philadelphia. I would agree with you most likely. I think I think no, a closet no, stop talking. Stop talking. You just I think a closet loss. Hang on. I think a closet loss that could possibly happen, right? Is to the Jaguars in London. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Because the Jags have really come into 
their image. And Doug Peterson is a good coach. So I think that is kind of a closet like burner team that could sneak up on the bills and whatnot. Not like they did with urban Meyer two years ago, where we just played bad. Like this has a possibility to be a pretty good game. And then just whatever happens, happens. But that again, not a guarantee. I feel like I can't guarantee that we'll lose. You know what I mean? Like, yes, there are chances, but I can't sit here and say one either. Huh? No, I can't. That's what I'm saying, though. Like the schedule, the schedules at this point, looking at it is we could lose. We could win. I don't know. I can't guarantee which one for every single game. Yeah. The Bills play week. I said the Bills are going to most likely lose week 12. The Bills in week 12 may be a very different team. Think about around that time last year, they had Von Miller blew out his knee. They weren't the same team. Don't speak things into existence like that. We're, we're coming back to this clip if something happens in week 12. That's all I'm saying. All right. <laughs> Going to put a voodoo mask on you. But All right. <laughs> I can't. That's just uh, week 12. I, you're right, though. It, something could happen. Like Josh's UCL got injured last year, right? Like, right. like anything is possible. Now you're like speaking to this. I just brought up the fact that they were a different team because of the injury. All right. I'm going to say what else. So Joe Marino on lockdown bills combined a lot of podcasters. <clears throat> we were not included uh, about the top 10 players for this coming season. Top 10 most important players. I have changed it up a little bit. And I say the top 10 most important people in the organization. Hmm. But I'm adding coaching because I think. Wait, is this wait the bills you said? Yes. So together we will comply 10 people and then we could potentially put them in the list if you want. Joe, you might want to write this down. Okay. You know, let's, let's, let's pick our 10 people and then we'll put them in a list. Okay. We're doing a universal said, 10 people. You said include yeah. coaches and personnel? Yes. Okay. So I think I think the two coaches we have to include, because I think there's two coaches that have to be included. One is Sean McDermott because the yeah. pressure is starting. To, I'm not saying he's on the hot seat or anything, even if I don't think they won the Super Bowl. I don't think he's going to get axed anytime soon, but him being taking the reins of the defensive coordinator, I think he's got to be on the list. Yeah, I would Ken, agree. I think Ken Dorsey has to be on the list. All right, that's two. If I say someone you don't agree with, stop. Okay. Number three is, has for now talking about like players, Josh Allen has to be on the list. Stop. Mm-hmm. I knew you were gonna do that. Yeah. I knew. I should, you know, I should once you gave, once them. you gave verbal confirmation that we could do that, should have read Ferguson or something. All right, so that's three people. I think Diggs has to be on the list because it's the stop. Yeah. That's where it gets tough. DeAndre Hopkins, <laughs> Vaughn, Vaughn Miller, Vaughn has to be on the list. That's five. Yeah. I um, think, I think Micah Hyde and Tre'Davious White both have to be on the list because they're coming off injuries as well. I know trade played the last, but like I think they're important because if they could go back to the elite status they were. What about Milano? I think Milano has to be yeah, in, I would so put Milano eight. on the list. And then we have two spots open. Bean? No, nah, I'm not putting, no. Poyer me okay, Poyer's yeah. Where do you have Hyde? Kincaid? I think Kincaid has to be on the list. Knox? No, not Knox. And I think oh, the last spot, Snowman. The last spot, yeah, the last spot has to come down to Snowman, Knox, not Rousseau? Knox, Knox is out. Yeah, Rousseau, Snowman, Ooh. Spencer Brown. <laughs> I'm not saying best player, Michael. I'm saying most important. 
if he sucks again, we're screwed. There's not a right tackle on the roster that could. All right, everyone, everyone, just just cover your ears for a second. I can't believe you just did that. All right, you know what, you Joe? I'll let you. Pick, I'll let you pick the tenth player. The tenth player. I mean, I would have Knox on there before Kincaid, because Kincaid's a rookie. Yeah, but I think Kincaid's more important. He stopped mid sip. I'm, I disagree with that. So no. You know, let's do a vote. Does Dawson Knox get the last spot over? No, does Dawson Knox get over Kincaid? I vote no. No. Why are you raising your hand? Just say no. I don't know. It's for visual effects. Hey, right, that was a two to one vote. No. I say it's Snowman. I'm trying to think, the last player. This is a lot harder than I thought. Not definitely not Spencer know. Brown. Snowman is definitely. Yeah, I would have picked Spencer. I'm picking Snowman. I think I think he's 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 number ten. I think we're so so honorable mentions to Knox Brown, Greg Russo, Poyer, and for the fifth one, I'll I'll give a I'll give a shout out to um, Kyle Allen. Uh, no, his name just invaded me. <laughs> Who is this? No, it wasn't T Bass. What position? Guess. Gabe? No, I Gabe. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, did you get the list Gabe down? Davis. Um, I will right now. Run it through again one more time. Was <laughs> 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 right. Sean McDermott? McDermott. Ken Dorsey. Two Dorsey. Three Josh Allen. Allen. Four Miller. It's a killer instead of Miller. That's what he is. Um. Though. Five was what Hyde you said? Hyde, Tredavious White, Trey White, Milano, who almost Kincaid. injured himself playing softball the other day. Kincaid, and Snowman. We got nine and then ten. Did you get Hyde? God dang it, we're missing someone. Yeah, we are missing someone. Did you get Diggs? No. Uh All right, so now we got to put them in order. Oh God! Diggs and the Kinca- Milano Kincaid Snowman. Number one is Josh. Are we doing that kind of order? I, you Number know, we two should... is Mc McDermott. One, wait, hey, hey, hold on, hold on a second. This is a democracy, not a dictatorship. Palpatine. All right. Number one, I would agree. Actually, Josh Republic. Allen. He was leading until he. Disbanded the Senate. Yeah, that became the Galactic. I'm, okay, maybe I stop. Mm-hmm. All right, we have to make a separate podcast for Star Wars. Believe me, there's there's a lot of conversations that can that can roll everywhere. But yeah, there's a certain conversation about what happened on the proceedings on Mustafar. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Jeez. yeah maybe, you know, should just... we start that? Let us know. Should we start a an alternative show all about Star Wars? Just just, just let us know in the in the pop comments. Culture. Some pop culture. Star Wars Lonian. Podcast Star Wars, Star Wars. Uh, the, the, okay. Wait a sec. You know what I realized? The Buffalonian, the Mandalorian. It's similar. Change, change well, the logo. In, so change the logo to the Mandalorian, but it says the Buffalonian. All right, get this show do, back. Do, 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 do. Number right. one. Number one is. All right. <laughs> I knew it. As soon as, as soon as you were going to start talking, I knew that was going to happen. Listen, listen, you might be getting mad that we're not talking about Boba Fett. Okay, so 
number one is definitely Josh. I think it's a, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. I think when you're elite quarterback, is always going to be the most important player because if he goes down, even if he gets hindered, we saw last as we saw last year of injury, um, your season's kind of in trouble. Yeah. Number two, Mike said McDermott. I just said that because he's going to be calling defensive plays now. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree. I, I, I honestly, I think I'm not trying to put our coaches too high, but I do think McDermott and Dorsey should be like two, three. Because Dorsey has to be able to use. I don't want to put our coaches too high, but I'm going to give them two and three. Okay. So Allen, McDermott, Dorsey. Four. Number four, I think, is Vaughn. Yeah. Coming off, coming off injury. If he's the elite self he was at the beginning of last year. Five, that's his hide. Yeah, got another lead player, all pro. If he can get back to where he was, that would be Maybe Trey at six. I would agree with Trey. Seven. Um, what do we have left? Snowman, Kincaid. Diggs. Diggs and Milano. Diggs, Diggs is seven. Diggs is seven. Okay, wait. Hide, hide, wh- hide who? Hide White Diggs. Okay. Diggs might be a little too low, but that's okay. So then we have Kincaid, Snowman. I put Snowman next. Who's who? Who's the tenth? I'm blanking on Milano. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Milano is eight. Yeah, b- before sh- the Snowman. Wait, seven. We're at eight. Oh, right. So our list so far: one, Allen; two, McDermott; three, Dorsey; four, Vaughn; five, Micah Hyde; six, White; Trey White; seven, Diggs; eight, Milano; nine, Deion Dawkins, and that leaves Dalton Kincaid. I think Kincaid's over Dawkins. You think? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I the, would the, actually vote on it. I. It's one spot at the bottom of the list. I don't care. Yeah, I I would keep. I would. I honestly, I'd put Dawkins above just because. All right, then I'm likely get to vote. Um, I'm gonna be different from you, Dom, and I'm gonna say Dawkins and Kincaid. All right. That's also I just, what I believe. I don't think I Kincaid say, Okay, you could have just said that. Injury. You could have just said that instead of taking a shot, but that's okay. Yeah, I think Kincaid, though. Shot, 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 shot. Oh, my God. I'll grab the ski. Kincaid, I think, in the, will help <laughs> with his own struggles. So, yeah. <clears throat> Don right. Kincaid, slot wide receiver? Oh, I have I have one more <laughs> thing to add before we could go to the Sabres talk. Yeah, this is Not the longest Bills talk we've had in a long time. We're running like 38, 40 minutes here. We're cooking. You can read. Josh Allen <laughs> hit bombs in the Mike Hyde softball, then hit bombs in BP. Yeah. So I have to ask the question. If we went to our local little league and played soft toss softball and you had 10 swings, how many bombs are you hitting out? Are we Come talking on. like a, a, a child is throwing them? To Wait, are we going to like Vets Park and like one of us sitting on the mound and then like the little league field like next to the snack stand? I did say like the local little league, so yes. Let's let's do it. Why why are we predicting it? Why don't I'm we predicting go, like do I maybe get contact on one and it breaches the fence. I don't think I'm knocking one out. I don't know. If it's it's two hundred feet. Yeah, it's not it, you could definitely knock one out of there, Mike. I don't know. I'm not that strong. My kids do it. Mike, we were playing a freaking <laughs> baseball the one time you hit a line drive right back at me. <laughs> hey, we had the – I said to put the net thing there. I didn't – okay, you were not making contact at all. So I was like, all right, I don't need this thing. That was your own mistake. First ball, line drive right back at my head. Like, that was your own mistake, right. man. If I had played baseball, 
I would have just like I, that. That would have been like probably the thing I did the most was just beam it right straight back at the pitcher. <laughs> I think I. I think I could get if I could hit good contact. I think I'd get two out. I would. I would be right around there. I feel like uh, like a couple. Like definitely. Wait, but... softballs or baseballs? Softballs. softballs. Like slow pitch softball. Yeah, yes, you've got so softball. much surface area to just get a hold of it as opposed know. to a baseball. No, I was never a baseball. You get player. the special softballs that travel in the air. They carry. Did you see? There was like a post I saw I think on Sports Center, and it was like the 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 game. It was like it was baseball, but like the ball, it like you know. Oh, it was like one of those special. It was like one of those special balls that like dip. Ball. No, no, it wasn't wiffle ball. It was a specially ball. designed baseball. It was what? Blitz. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. He thought he said wiffle ball. I did think he said wiffle ball. <laughs> no crap. Wiffle ball can wave around everywhere. I remember I remember last year in one of my classes, we did like, um, you had to run like a sporting event and one of them was wiffle ball. And I absolutely smoked one, but it was in a gym. So it went. It hit the ceiling and I broke the ball. And you think you only hit one home? Thing run. would have gone four hundred, maybe five hundred feet if it was a baseball. And by that, I mean like maybe 40, 50 feet. Yeah, I mean, I think we that that's another thing we 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 should try. I feel like that'd be kind of cool to put that to the test and see a home run derby. Yes. The Buffalonian home run derby. I like the sound of it. Dom, what do you think? Is what that something? A, what about a, a, a softball game? I think I think we should make a beer league softball team. I truly do, and I think we should enter because oh. I think we have a genuine shot of winning there. Who's playing on this team? Us three, three. Our friends. Us Wait. three. Your brother, Coach. Chuck's our Chuck's our catcher. Dropped. He's our designated our hitter. Chuck, our our catcher. What are you talking about? Lyrics. Chunks are designated there. Oh my god, I, think, I have a joke to make and I don't want to make, make it. We make the bad news bears look confident. Okay, 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 okay. Can you can you so now, fellas? I think on the topic of our beer league softball game, I think that's wrapping it up. Uh we'll get more details out there if that ever becomes a thing, but we'll have to wait and see on that one. But that's gonna do it for the Bills talk today. Again, let us know. I'm gonna be posting our list of the top 10 play or people, most important members in the Bills organization. If you agree, just let us know. If you disagree, tell us why. But we'll be talking some Sabres momentarily here, and uh, we'll be right back with more right after this. We are back here with the Buffalonian Podcast, transitioning from our Bills talk into our now Sabres talk uh, with just Mike and I at the proper moment because Joe is having some technical difficulties. So you get to hear my lovely voice uh, lead us into this intense talk. So, the first thing up on the docket is uh, so far so good for the Amherst in their series against the Toronto Marlies. They're winning two games to zip, and they play tonight, actually, on Wednesday on the day of this recording, uh, to potentially uh, take care of the Marlies and win at home to sweep them 3 uh, 0. Subban's played pretty well. Kulik uh, has a couple of goals. Rosine scored. They dominated game two. They almost blew game one, but they played pretty solid. And now the Marlies are in so fear of the Amherst that they have now allowed Joseph Wall, uh, the goaltender that started game five uh, for the Maple Leafs in their uh, losing series to the Panthers, will now probably take the net. 
after the uh, Amherst chase the starting goaltender for the Marlies in game one and two. So should be an interesting series uh, throughout, and we'll see hopefully, you know, next week. Uh, they're moving on to the – Is that I believe, best of three out of five or is it four it's out of best seven? best of five. Seven. I think the next, oh, okay. it's a best, best of five, and then they're in, like, the Eastern Conference Finals, which is best of seven, and then the actual Calder Cup Finals. So they got two more rounds after this one. Hopefully okay. they win in advance, so – yeah, that's yeah. that. That's it for the Amherst stock. Um, <laughs> now transitioning to our actual Sabres stock. Well, transitioning to the Sabres part of the Sabres stock, I should say, Sabres portion. Connor Hallebuck has been in the news as the Sabres have been linked to Connor Hallebuck from, I believe it was the an athletic article. Connor Hallebuck has one year left at six point one million dollars. Is a former Vesna winning goaltender for the Winnipeg Jets. Had, had a pretty good season last year as well. So. The question I asked you, Michael, should the Sabres pursue Halibach? I'd say no, because he is on a one-year deal. Um, and if you're going to extend him, he's probably going to want a long-term deal for, like, top dollar. So I would say no. Um, I think giving up-wise, too, like, the assets you're going to give up, like, I know we have a, a lot of prospects and picks that we can afford to give up to try and contend now but like i don't know if i'm willing to do that for like a one-year rental for a goalie because i don't think you want to sign hellebuck long term anyway when you have devin levi that you know you expect to be your franchise goalie um i think a more like like not likely but think uh someone else you'd consider bringing in i think you made this point i don't know if it was last week a few weeks ago whatever was saros from nashville um because i know you made the point so like he's Undersize, undersize. He's smaller, like Levi. He kind of plays that same game, and he signed for. I know he's not signed much longer, but a few more years, so I can give Devin Levi that time to develop. Um, I do agree that the Sabers have to make a move for a starting goaltender because I think it would be a mistake to have Devin Levi be your number one goaltender going into the season. Like truly, I still support him starting in Rochester. Um. I, I do. I just, I, I've seen, you know, Spencer Knight, Carter Hart, they've had really good rookie seasons and then they just fell off. Right. Um, yeah, I think it takes, what'd you say? I said teams get a scouting report on what you like to do. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, I, I mean, Hellebuck is, is a good goaltender, no doubt. Like he would be your number one, but I just don't think for what we'd have to give up and like him only being on a one year deal, like, it just doesn't make sense, I think, for the Sabres. Because I really don't think it would make sense to give him an extension either. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting because it's also like, what does Winnipeg want? Does Winnipeg want to, like, tear everything down? They want futures or they want, like, an asset, like, I don't know, like, do they want UPL or do they want, like, a Paterka who's, like, already in the NHL? Like, do they want the, the prospects at the NHL level or they do they want prospects, you know, that are a couple years away? So, yeah. and that's where it gets a little interesting. Hallebuck obviously would change the complexion of the team. Like it would immediately make them, I I would say cup contenders. I don't know if they, I would put them at like the top five. So the, it would it would easily cost the first and probably a pretty good prospect, even if it's only a one year deal. And I think the problem for me of Hallebuck is why I can't fully get around for it is one the extension because mm-hmm. he's going to want Bob got ten mil. I want to say from Bobrovsky is like eleven. So he's double digit. Like, so, yeah, he's double digit. Double million. digits. 
he's eight figures. Okay, I I was gonna say double figures. He's eight. He's he has an eight figure salary, and I think Hollabuck definitely probably deserve. Well, one he deserves it because he's been one of the better goalies for a couple of years now, and. I just don't think the Sabres really should be in the market to do that kind of contract extension. And also no. one of the big reasons why you get a Connor Hollebuck is this, this guy is like one of the true number one goaltenders. There's only like five of them maybe in the entire NHL who are going to play 60, 65 games and your backup's going to play like 20 maximum. Unless mm-hmm. they don't as long as they don't get injured. So at that point, like what is Levi at that point? Like one of the big values of having Hollebuck is him being good for 60 games. But at that point, if you're putting him in like more of a 45 35 split with Levi, like you're kind of diminishing Halibut's potential value as well. So I, I would agree. Saros is probably a better option. Saros is probably gonna be more expensive because I believe he's younger and he has one more year left than us. He has two years left and he's at a cheaper cap hit. So, and I think he actually might be better, but um, for me, I think it just, it's just going to, we're going to see some kind of veteran goal, like Freddie Anderson. I think Grant has one of those Carolina goaltenders who's always injured, though. But, yeah, I, I would assume that would be the moving goal. But Hallebuck is a nice player. He would be, obviously change the team. But it would just matter, like, what is the asking price for the Jets? And, like, is it possible to get in? The, there's no way you're going to get the extension, though, at the same number of 6.1, though. And that's the no, big problem. No, I'd say, yeah, I agree with you that it's definitely, like, at least 10. At but, that point, I don't know. I just think paying goaltender ten million dollars when you have Levi, who's making under a million dollars for the next two years, mm-hmm. um, and then he'll need an extension. Even if you normally you bridge goalie, so even if you bridge him and he gets four point, I just then you would be putting what fourteen million dollars into goaltending, and you'd you'd really hope that the cap would go up at that point in my mind. So I, yeah. I again, then you have two good goaltenders, and it's kind of like both should be starters but then you both can't give them like the starter games and then that stink at that point they, they need like a lower lower starter like they don't need yeah. like a five starter they need like a top half of the league starter and so yeah you know. no i agree someone but, i think someone who could just shelter levi in his rookie yeah. season yeah i would say yeah i would do that and then have Comrie still in. and then my second point really you know, relating to Hollebuck is we're going to get into like prospects probably next week or the week after about of who's available at 13. But if, are, are you interested in moving 13? Are you keeping 13? I know last year they had three first round picks and I said that they should trade one. Uh, they did technically were going to try and trade one to trade up with, to get Matt Murray in his contract. So I guess, I don't know if that count would account in, but would you trade 13 for an actual piece for right now? Or would you keep 13? Um, I guess if we could get, um, a top, I don't know. It's tough. Cause like, I know we need to add a top four defenseman. Um, and I just don't know if like the 13th overall pick, like depending on who we get, like, is that too didn't, much? Didn't Romanov, didn't, I'm not saying Romanov's a great player, but he's kind of like that fringe top. Didn't he go for 13 last year from the Islanders? Yeah, so he went for a first round pick. I know. Yeah, but, I think he went thirteen. Maybe. Like, I guess I wouldn't trade it for anyone unless it's like a top four D man. Because, like, I know this is a really deep class, draft class too. So, but there is a certain point where you have just too many prospects, so it's like they don't have spots on the roster. So you have to make a move for a player who can play now. But um, I don't support. A, I'm not saying I support the strategy of selling your draft picks and. 
um, prospects because we've seen like it doesn't like long term. It's it's bad when you deplete your prospect pool. Like just you gotta always have a nice prospect pool. Um, but I think the Sabers could afford to trade the 13th overall pick because I think it's valuable enough to where you could get a legit player, but it's not like high enough to where it's like you can't part from it. Sure, I, I would trade. I would have to agree with that. I think I think trading your 13th pick is not the the worst idea considering we do have still quite a big prospect pool and whatnot. And if we could get a defenseman that could play now and really help the team out. Yes, I am back for my internet issues for those of you who are wondering. Um, I, I, uh, I think it would be a great move, honestly, to get someone who's ready to play now and fill the void. We need filled on the defensive side of the, the ice, you know, I feel like we would yeah. more than likely draft a defenseman anyway. So if we you were think? to trade it for a defenseman, that's like kind of picking that defenseman. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we need a defense. Like always draft BPA, but like I think we have so many forward prospects, and we just don't have that many defensive prospects where we need to like get in that. Yeah, like our top prospect on defense is what Ryan Johnson. He probably won't even sign. So yeah, we still don't know about him. And like after that, who's two? Is it Lindgren? It was a fourth round pick. Is it? Yeah. Like it's a pretty significant drop off after Novikov, like yeah. So I think I don't know. Yeah, I I would keep it though. So I would only trade thirteen if I know for a fact I'm getting a young defenseman with term. Yeah, and I just don't think that's really out. I don't know like who's willing to part with that because that's a pretty valuable asset in, of itself. But mm-hmm. thirteen in a good class is is more like in a weak class, like maybe the tenth or ninth pick. So. I do think the Sabres, with the way that they've been drafting recently, especially in the first round, can get like a really good either top six forward or maybe a top end defenseman if they fall. Um, maybe they trade up. Maybe they're like, all right, we'll take on some salary cap and we'll move up with, I don't know. I think Vancouver, we take Tyler Myers back for a year. Tyler Myers, call the winner. 11. Like I saw that get thrown out there. That's not a bad idea. But no, for me, I'm not anti-Sabers trading a first-round pick this offseason, but I think mm-hmm. if they can find a way to avoid trading 13, because I think there's a possibility that's the last lottery pick they pick for a while. So if they find a way to like trade maybe a, a protected 24, and even if you don't make the playoffs in 24, then that pick gets unprotected for 25, and by 25 they should be making the playoffs. So that's going to be like the 20th pick in 25 you still would have traded for an asset for a first round pick, but then it wouldn't be as valuable as 13 because of the unknown and being two years later. But if I was a Sabres, I'd like to trade like a, a protected 24 pick rather than my 13th pick. But again, okay. the 13th pick has probably has more value. Well, I would have more. Yeah. value. Might be able to get a little more from it. Absolutely. No, I mean, it makes sense because then if we're expecting to make the playoffs, like protect the lottery pick. So that just in case, whatever, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting, like, to see what they're gonna do. Like, if I had I like, know, a, like if it's interesting because like Kevin Adams has been so like build from within and all that, and like develop and whatever. And like, I think that's a really smart strategy. But I think there is a time when you need to make like a trade to bring in someone and like maybe sign a free agent or something. You know, just to fill in like something for now. Yeah, like I wouldn't. I don't know. I would only trade the thirteenth pick for a young defenseman. I'm not in it for a forward. I don't yeah, no, forward. definitely not a forward. 
I don't really think goaltender. I mean, maybe if it's Saros, maybe if you could holler back on an extension, maybe. But I just think even trading for a goaltender, Swayman's not worth a 13th pick. So I just, I no, I would, I would only do it if I could get a, a legitimate young top four defenseman that has a contract that I can fit under my books uh, yeah. for the foreseeable future. But yeah, no, that, I agree. We are starting our. I'm excited grades. for this next one. Oh, thank you. We're back We're to starting it. So is that people might not know last year, we go line to line pretty much, and then we go extras, and then we're going to go pair to pair to pair extras, and then we're going to go goaltending kind of all in one episode. So it should take four. We might put the extra. About a month. So four episodes on forwards, three episodes on D, one goaltender. So this is going to take us, you know, an eight-week an eight journey uh, for player grades. Starting up yeah, for top two lines. months. Yeah. You know, we gotta somehow get contact and content in uh you know, a little bit the of a good area. But Jeff Skinner, Tage Thompson, Alex Took. Hey. I think it's yeah, I, this isn't gonna be a long talk because I think it's pretty much I think it's A across the board for everyone. A um, yeah. across the board, A across the board. Easy. <laughs> that line was so productive all season. And even when one of them was out, like they still produced, you know what I mean? Middle stat. I mean, that's, I guess that's a testament to him as well. But when Tage was out, I mean, he was cooking up there with those two. And it's I think just, Tage, I, I, Tage proved that he's like that top line center and that he's like mm-hmm. a star in this league. Uh, Skinner showed that he can, he's still like a legit playmaking scoring threat and that he just got Kruger essentially. And I think Tuck kind of broke out and showed that he can be a top six forward and can be a leader on this team. So I think it's easy to give them all A's. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, mean all had career years. So that's awesome. Yeah. Tuck 79 points, 74 games. Skinner had 82 and 79. Thompson 94, I believe in 78 or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, they, they all had career years, as you pointed out. The offensive production was there. I just think. For me, is there a possibility where we can still get the same offense, but maybe improve just to be a, a little bit better, a little bit smarter defensively? Maybe not even. I don't even want to say like give a better defense, like because they're they're they want to get out on the break and they hang around the blue line, so they never and that's how they get their offense. So that's they're never gonna fully, they're never gonna be plus defenders. But is it possible for when they have the puck in their own zone, be just a little bit smarter with the puck and not turn over? Like talking mostly about Tage, love Tage to death, but he had he especially when he was injured a little bit, he had some turnovers in the middle of the ice on his own zone that you can't you can't really afford to do. But that would be the only like growth I want to see from that line is maybe be a tad bit more better defensively, and also I guess on the power play not be so reliant on Tage. But yeah, all three had a great year. So now I got I have to ask because we had to break a tie somehow. We all gave him A's, which is I think are all well deserved. But mm-hmm. how would you rank their seasons? I'd put, hmm. um, hot take. Tage is three, Skinner two, Tuck one. Yeah, I would. I Mike, that's not steaming. I would actually somewhat agree with that. No, that's kind of steaming. That is. I don't know about that. I, but it's like the dinosaur, I, Jurassic Park second straight week. I put the Jurassic Park where you see the pile of poop when it's like steaming. The, 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 oh my god! When they put the Commanders logo on the Bills schedule thing, the one video that's been circulating. But 
I don't I don't think that's I can kind of go with Mike on that one. I feel like it's definitely steaming. No, it's steam. I can agree that it's steaming, but that's just how I feel. I mean, I think Puck definitely like, had the best season the out best of all the season in the last eighteen years of Sabrosaki since Briere. Yeah. I don't and know. Even I feel definitely. like Tuck just was better two way than Thompson. Mm-hmm. I feel like Tuck was also more consistent throughout the year than Thompson. I know he had a cold stretch for a little bit. And then I think Skinner just like he kind of changed his game being more of a playmaker than just a goal scorer this year. Damn, I can't believe this. Hmm. So Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go Tage Tuck Skinner. I just think Tage he was such a superstar. I think a lot of his him slowing down was because via injury, which you I don't know how much you can blame him for that really. Mm-hmm. And then Tuck was the lead. I mean, you saw him when he was out of the lineup, how much they missed him. You saw, and then Skinner was just very consistent throughout the year. Didn't seem like he had a lot of lulls. He was very, he's he was very consistent. Tuck, pretty consistent. Tage is a little more up and down, so I could see why you would put him in a three, a little bit more up and down. But I mean, his high was just so high, where. Yeah. Right. You're saying his ceiling was higher think, than both of I theirs. Think, I think if we were having this discussion of a month left in the season, there would be no doubt it would be Tage 1. He didn't just end the season very well, but that's also because he was dealing. I mean, he, you got to give him credit for trying to battle through injuries, but he just wasn't quite the same. But I'll, I'll give respect to my boy Tage. Yeah, definitely. Well, but, so that. I mean, that's week one on this two-month journey. On the NHL, the uh, Sabers rank. It's only going to so. get more difficult from here, but yeah, uh, yeah. So now we talked the Amex portion of the Sabers talk. Now we talked the Sabers portion. Finally, we'll talk NHL. I actually have a thought before we talk about the playoffs. Okay. He Arizona rejects the Coyotes' request for a new arena. Does anyone have any Thoughts where they're going and how would that potentially maybe impact the Sabres and the NHL moving forward? I think they're going to Sacramento because we've seen a lot of the Sacramento's like they have a market for hockey that's been growing. And I think they want to keep the team West. They want to keep it in that, that like Sunbelt area. Um, obviously they're going to keep them in the West conference, but I think, I think this is just the nail in the coffin for Arizona hockey. Yeah. I would agree. But <laughs> I will say this. They're going to Houston. I've been on the Houston I've been on the Houston train for multiple years, so I can't jump off it now. Especially now that it's more likely that's gonna happen than ever before. Yeah. Sacramento Coyotes. But we'll see I, what, we'll... I agree they're gonna stay in the south or the west, like in that area. They're definitely not moving up north anywhere. I don't really you know what I mean. The but, Quebec Coyotes. The Quebec, oh my god, that'd be horrible. They could they could go play with the Toronto Irish for all for all we care, you know. Sorry, I had to I had to I will say this. I think it makes it interesting, especially if they relocate um and if this if the NHL wants to add more teams, I think we're gonna see like smaller divisions coming up. Like I think there's a chance we're like instead of having two eight man division teams, I think we could potentially have um, three six man. If it goes to thirty six, I think there's real, real that could that, that could in- make things interesting in our division as well with how competitive. Yeah, it is. I mean, make up some things. It'd be more like, well, I mean, you saw it in the COVID year how the 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 bill the bills. Oh my god, the the Sabers they played. Obviously, they can play in Canada, so it'd be a little bit the chain. The teams would be a little bit more different because they couldn't play in Canada. But like, they played what the Capitals, the Penguins, Bruins. The division would probably be 
if it's six, it'd probably be Sabres, Leafs, Senators, Canadians, Bruins, and maybe like Detroit. Not Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> yeah. The Northeast Division, Detroit's in Central USA, my guy. They're in the Atlantic time zone. They're in the Which Great Lakes region. He's They're right. Not, He's right. Pittsburgh and Philadelphia would be better options than Detroit. I think you'd keep that like Great Lakes region. No, they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. Detroit would be I like, think the like, one I'm... division would be the, the Islanders, the Rangers, the Devils, the Flyers, the Penguins, and the Capitals. Why wouldn't that make sense? Yeah, I don't know. I just don't think they keep it. What's your sixth team that division? The the Sabers. I keep saying I'm trying to say the Bills. It's so annoying. Red Wings, Sabers, Bruins, Habs, Sens, Leafs. I don't know. I think well, now that makes sense. That that did make some sense. I just don't think Detroit would be in the division. To be honest, I just don't think that would. Yeah, because it I makes think... more sense to be Rangers, well, Islanders, Devils, Capitals, Penguins, Flyers. I don't know. I think if they were doing they're massive, all like right there. Yeah, but if they were doing massive changes to the divisions, I feel like Detroit would be with Chicago and like Minnesota. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I just feel like that I don't know. It also matters maybe Quebec gets a team. And it's Quebec, Montreal, Toronto, yeah. Ottawa. I don't Toronto. know. That's just how I'd see it with current. Or Hartford teams. gets their team back. No way. No, there's no chance. Zero percent chance of happening. But it's fun to talk about. Back where we were. Four teams left. Stars versus Vegas and uh, the big uh, Florida versus Carolina. I was really hoping my second prediction of the uh, Panthers and Kraken were gonna was gonna hit, but unfortunately not. Who are we rooting for? Who are you guys rooting for, and why? Even though it'll cost me five dollars, I'll root for the Panthers. Ah, my guy. Because I don't. I think that's who I would. I don't either. I don't. I don't want to see the Golden Jack hoist the Stanley Cup. I don't like yeah, Dallas. No. I don't want to see Peter DeBoer. I don't like Peter DeBoer. And Why? Carolina, I just... I don't, like I, don't I don't know. I think he's a fraud coach. His son went to your school. I would like to see Sam Reinhart. Oh, wow. So I got to instantly like him, a scratched player on Niagara Hockey. Wow. Who's his, who's his name? One of his... Who was who's, who's the former Calgary's coach before Suter? Calgary's coach? Ward. Something Ward. Flames. Yeah, Jeff Ward. Yeah, his son went to Canisius. Oh, so you're a Jeff Ward fan? No, he got fired, so I'm off the hook. <laughs> but no, I, I, I for my five. Peter DeBoer has success in his first season, and that's it. I like Jared Gallant. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll put my five dollar bet. I'm okay with Samson getting a cup. I don't know if certain people in the Buffalo, certain reporter in the Buffalo News, would be too happy about that. But I'd be. I don't like Jack. Jack is definitely four out of four. I don't want Carolina winning. Yeah, I don't like Carolina and Dallas. Meh, I wouldn't mind Dallas. I like Andrew. He's chill. He's, he was not very good the last series, though, so if he doesn't play that well, I think Jack's going to win the cup final, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'd rather see... I, I'm going to go with the Panthers as well. I mean, Sam Reinhart, I, I would love to see that. I would do not want Jack Eichel by any means. Like, that's not happening. Because all I've seen on Instagram, captions, playoff, period, Jack, period, Eichel, period. And I do not want to see any more of that. I'd like to see them... I like to see that game, all of them just mur- like murked, like they're gone. Like the Golden Knights are out of the running. So I would, I not Jack Eichel, not Jack Eichel. And to go for a you know team with some old Sabres on it, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Panthers. 
but I'll predict it goes Dallas and six, Panthers and seven. I'll predict it goes Panthers and seven, Vegas and six. I think Panthers and six, and Golden Knights and Stars take it to the last game in seven. Okay. And who wins? Yeah. (laughs) The Stars. The Golden Knights lose. Jack Eichel muffs a breakaway and it's stolen and slapped downfield into an down, not downfield, down down the ice into an, into an open net and the Dallas stars win it. So kind of how he did to us, but whatever, but is that, is that we wrapped up on the Sabres talk here, gents, anything else you want to add? Alrighty, well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Buffalonian podcast. I'm Joe Kelly. I was joined by Dom Lawson, Mike Marino and Dom. Mike, how do you always end these, buddy? Go Sabres! Go Bills. Go Bills.